Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, now celebrating its 10th anniversary. This show is brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature Disney wedding updates, money saving tips, and interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney couples. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates 10 years of romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Jennifer Port about her ceremony at the Wedding Pavilion with a pre-reception in Italy and a reception at American Adventure Rotunda in Epcot. I thought you'd be interested to hear how she chose these locations and how she planned everything and how it all turned out. So welcome, Jennifer. Hi, thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I would love to start at the very beginning and find out how you decided that you wanted to have your wedding at Disney. Sure. So I guess from the very beginning, we've always been a Disney family. So I grew up in the Northeast, but we've been coming down to Disney gosh, for as long as I can remember. My grandparents were big Disney fans, so we were always coming down. And then eventually I actually moved down to Orlando and started working for Disney, so I am currently a cast member. My husband is currently a firefighter paramedic for Disney's fire department. I mean, he's been doing that for over a decade. So, I mean, we did try looking at other Orlando venues, but as soon as we went on our site visit and our venue tour with Disney back gosh, way back in 2019, we immediately knew that having a Disney wedding was definitely what we had to do. That's fantastic. So how did your friends and family react when they found out where the wedding was going to be? (laughs) I definitely do not think anybody was surprised in the least bit. We do have our ties to Disney. We both now live here in Orlando. So we pretty much, I think all of our guests knew already that they were going to have to travel for the wedding just because we don't have a lot of family and friends down here. I'm sure there were a few eye rolls and laughs when we told them it was going to be at Disney, but I don't think anyone expected anything less. (laughs) How many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? I feel like our guest count kept changing with the restrictions and COVID, but in the end, we were able to invite about 200 and about 143 were able to attend. Wow, that is interesting. Okay. Maybe we can talk about that. Did that restrict then some of the venues you could choose, I would imagine? Yes. So that's pretty much why, well, one of the many reasons we went with the venues that we chose, we we knew we were going to have a relatively high guest count, at least in terms of Disney. So it definitely limited what we wanted to do and and where we could have it, but it was perfect. Interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. Did you set up a room block for your guests? We did. We originally had a room block at all of the three different price points. So we had I think we had Beach Club, we had Caribbean Beach, and then we also had Pop Century. Surprisingly, nobody was really booking Pop Century, and we started running out of rooms at Caribbean Beach. I quickly reached out to our room block coordinator, and we pretty much dropped all of our rooms at Pop and then moved them all over to Coronado Springs. Yeah, then I guess a couple other guests used their own like DVC points or, or cast member bookings and stuff. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's always funny when it's hard right? to guess where your guests are going to want to be. And you always think, well, they'll want the cheapest. But a lot of the people I interview say, everybody wanted to stay at the Grand Floridian or whatever, you know. Right. So. 
Okay, so then how did you choose the day of the week and time of day for your event? So I guess originally we were, we went from a January date to a June date, and then we ended up in December. So that kind of limited us, at least in December. We knew we wanted a weekend, or at least some, somewhere around a weekend, like a Friday through a Monday. But we knew we didn't want to really be too close to Christmas. And then I know Disney kind of restricts what dates and what venues you can have closer to Christmas. So we pretty much just requested any Friday through Monday, either the first or second week of December. And that was, it was just, we knew it was just going to be easier for our guests traveling in those, those weeks. We did end up with a Friday night wedding, which worked out perfectly. After the wedding, everyone was able to kind of head to the parks the rest of the weekend and kind of relax and enjoy. For time of day, we pretty much knew we wanted wedding pavilion for our ceremony and then American Adventure Rotunda for the reception. So that kind of didn't give us too many choices, but we pretty much just went with their standard 7.30 p.m. ceremony and then the reception right after. Got it. So then can you talk a bit about like you were restricted because you had so many guests, you, there were fewer venues you could choose from. How did you pick the wedding pavilion and American Adventure? Yeah, sure. So we knew we didn't really want the standard like convention center. We knew that would hold all of our guests, but we just really wanted to give everybody like that unique Disney experience. I mean, for the ceremony, the wedding pavilion was pretty much an easy choice. The minute we walked in, we're like, this is perfect. It's stunning. It's beautiful on its own. Didn't really need too much decoration. And then for the reception venue, like we said, like there's the guest count definitely helped narrow it down a lot. But as soon as we walked into American Adventure, we just we knew we knew we had to have it there. Also, like our first date was at Epcot during Food and Wine Festival. So we kind of tied everything in together and having an Epcot wedding since we had our first date at Epcot just kind of seemed seemed cheesy and perfect. So we had to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Now, of course, it's a little bit difficult when you use the wedding pavilion and an in-park location. But were you able to use any outside vendors for your event? We did. So I know I, we, we keep joking. I always joke that even before I met my husband, I knew that route photography was going to pretty much have to be my wedding photographers. They actually photoed a ton of my friends' weddings, just since I am local. I have a, a few other friends that have used them and always have been blown away by their pictures. And then every single person that I talk to always says that they're so amazing to work with. They definitely were not lying. We love them. Let's see what else. For video, we did use Polk Brothers Entertainment, and they were also amazing to work with. I think they had us laughing like the entire day. So they were fun. Let's see. And then I guess since the wedding pavilion and American Adventure had to be decorated by Disney, we did go, we did use Disney for all of the floral and venue decorations. But for personal floral, I did go with Leaf and Blossom Co. So I think they're based out of Orlando. And I used them for my personal floral and like all of the girls floral. And it was beautiful. She nailed my bouquet perfectly. Everything they provided was stunning. And then what else? Well, I guess hair and makeup. I did use Laura Reynolds Artistry. And Jen was my hair and makeup artist and love her as well. So everybody was seriously great the whole entire day. All the vendors definitely helped make everything run nice and smooth. Now, how did you choose your officiant? So we actually went with the chaplain from my husband's fire department. So that was an easy decision. Somebody we knew, we had a great relationship with him. He's done like a ton of weddings and we just knew we had to have him perform ours as well. That's wonderful. Did you add any kind of entertainment to the reception? We did. So we did have Mickey and Minnie at the reception. 
we did go back and forth a little bit with the characters just because of the, the current mask requirements. But in the end, I mean, even with the masks, every single person, every guest absolutely loved Mickey Minnie. Like they still talk about it. I've never seen so many grown adults act like children. It was hilarious. Like the minute they came out and said hello and the DJ announced them, like people took off, like running. It was, it was hilarious. Um, <laughs> so definitely worth it. It's 100% worth it. Uh, we had, they told us, I think it was maybe a day or two before the reception, our planner called and she said that the characters had to be upstairs in the rotunda. So like if you like take the, either the escalator or the elevator upstairs, it's like that whole little open area right there. I honestly do not remember the reasoning, but we didn't really need a backdrop up there. So not sure, not sure if that kind of helped bring the price down. Oh, that's interesting. And so then how did guests know to go, like guests went up there to take the photos or? Yes. Yeah. So as the DJ announced them, Mickey and Minnie came like looking over the balcony to like wave and say hello to everybody. And then the DJ announced that everybody can either, I, I believe they made their, people made their way to the elevator. I'm not sure if they used the escalator. We were the first ones up there. We took the elevator up. So I, it was too much excitement. I honestly don't remember how everyone else got up there. But yeah, everyone made their way upstairs and took the pictures up there. I see. Okay. And then you had another really cool form of entertainment. Can you talk about that? We did. I think the entertainment that blew me away by far the most was Voices of Liberty. It was honestly a complete surprise for me pretty much until right up until it happened, right up, like in the, right up until the wedding. I've loved Voices of Liberty pretty much my whole life. Ever since I was a little kid, we would go watch them, gosh, multiple times on every trip that we would take to come to Disney. And when we picked American Adventure as our reception venue, I immediately said to my husband that I was like, oh my gosh, I would love to see if it was, if it's possible to have them perform. Just, just we're in the rotunda. This is their home venue as well. Like it would just be amazing. I pretty much scoured the internet. I, I think I'm pretty much asked everyone I could find. Everyone said it was possible, but I never found any videos or photo of them at a wedding. But I was like, all right, this has to be be possible somehow. Let's see, for two years, I guess since since we've had to reschedule so many times, I repeatedly asked my planner saying, hey, is it possible to get them? And repeatedly she would she would either write back and say, hey, I haven't heard back yet. Um, we're still trying to see what's going on with COVID, et cetera, et cetera. Never really giving me an answer. So pretty much leading up to the wedding, I was like, all right, this is never going to happen. And pretty much tried not to be too disappointed Little did I know that this over the last two years, my husband has been talking to my planner the entire time and he <laughs> secretly booked them for us as a complete surprise to me. So <laughs> I think I was too stunned to cry. I was just in awe of everything. They were amazing. I think they sang, I'm trying to, they sang one set and I believe it was about five songs. Um, again, the whole thing was a blur. It was, I was just so blown away, but yeah, every, it was amazing. <laughs> That's fantastic. And they were also up in the gallery above the dance floor. They were, yes. I know when talking to my husband afterwards, I know that they they were performing at Candlelight Processional right right before, so I think there was try they were trying to figure out scheduling like until up until last minute. But yeah, they sang Upstairs in the Rotunda. I want to say there was about 8 or 9, maybe 10 performers. Wow. Um again, 
I was blown away. It's like all a blur. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh-huh. Now, do you have any menu items or cake flavors you would recommend from your reception? We do. We had a ton of food, so hopefully this isn't too long. <laughs> but we were able to sit down with one of the chefs during our group tasting, and he helped put together pretty much a perfect menu. Like everyone, again, still talks about the menu. So for, let's see, I guess for we'll start from the beginning. So for our welcome party, we did have, we were at Shipwreck Beach at the Beach Club. So we pretty much wanted to stick to like the beachy kind of boardwalk theme. So we had cheeseburger sliders, mini crab cakes, sausage and pepper sandwiches, like shrimp skewers, all that fun stuff. And then for dessert, which I didn't really think people were going to, I mean, yes, everyone was going to like them, but people keep talking about, we had like the the Mickey key lime tarts with the Mickey shape head, whatever. And then we also had these almond sand dollar cookies, which looked like sand dollars. I've never seen them anywhere on Disney property, but they were similar to like Italian almond cookies. They were amazing. Like people were, I'm pretty sure people were hoarding them and like shoving them in their purses on the way out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, For the wedding day, let's see. So for a cocktail hour, we had cheeseburger spring rolls, which were always a big hit, which it was funny because I always go back. I was, I was going back and forth. Like, do we get them? Do we not get them? So glad we picked them. We had the spinach pies, like the spana copita, coconut shrimp, everyone loved. And then we also had the Asian stir fry section or action station. So I know it was a ton of food, but I know we we kept going back and forth too about how much food we were going to have, but it was great. And no one, no one left hungry. I could tell you that. (laughs) Let's see for dinner. We had the penne alla vodka and like a Caesar salad just to start off. And then for the entree, we gave everybody four choices. So a beef, chicken, a salmon, and then a vegetarian meal. And I think easily the best meal of the night, at least for me and my husband, was the filet with, we had a filet with the red red wine reduction. So we asked we asked the chefs to kind of mimic the filet that's at Narcusi's at the Grand Floridian. It's hands down one of my favorite entrees on all of Disney property. And they pretty much nailed it. It was perfect and delicious. And then another surprising one, our vegetarian and vegan guests all kept talking about how much they love that we had them, we had a ratatouille prepared for them and everyone said it was delicious. So it was, yeah, definitely great. (laughs) That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Do you have any cake flavors you would recommend? We do. So we, we went with, and I think our favorite one out of all of our flavors. So we did pick three flavors. Our favorite was chocolate cake with a raspberry mousse and then a raspberry jam filling. We also picked the almond cake and the hazelnut filling, which everyone loved. And then my husband's choice, which unfortunately we did not get a chance to try, was the white cake with tropical mousse. So not really sure where the cake went. I know people had it because they told us it was good, but we never ended up being able to try it. (laughs) So definitely for maybe one of our anniversaries, I will have to get him a cake. (laughs) (laughs) Can you tell my listeners a little bit more about your welcome party? How did you choose Shipwreck Beach and did you have to get heat lamps or sunshades or, you know, how did that work? Yeah, we actually lucked out with the weather. It was, it was a beautiful day. I don't remember what it was, but it was picture perfect weather, like barely a cloud in the sky, not too cold, not too hot. Um, and since a lot of our guests were staying at the beach club, we decided to just have the welcome party right there at Shipwreck Beach, right in the sand. I love that it was like laid back and casual, nothing too crazy. 
um, leading up to the wedding the next day. And it just gave everyone like a chance to talk and see each other since a lot of people haven't seen each other in a long time. So it was perfect. That's awesome. Did you add decor or entertainment? We didn't do any entertainment, um, just very minimal decor. I think just the location itself speaks for itself. Um, we did a couple like small, basic centerpieces on the tables, but nothing, nothing too crazy. That's great. So can you give my listeners a timeline of how your wedding day fit together? Sure. Um, it was definitely a long day for the girls. Um, so hair and makeup showed up around 930 to start getting ready. Uh, we rented a two bedroom DVC villa at the beach club. So luckily we had enough room. It was perfect. We just got to relax and hang out. Then about, I think two or two 30, we went outside and I did my first look with my father. And then right after that, I did a first look with my husband. Um, and then during our first look, which I think was a perfect idea. I don't even remember where I heard it, but we actually read our vows to each other. So we were able to like get the nerves out, get a couple tears out of the way before like the actual ceremony. Definitely highly recommend it. After, I don't even remember what time it was, but right after that, we took some photos with our families and the wedding party. Um, and then a couple photos of just the two of us. Um, I believe my husband and I ended up probably heading over to the wedding pavilion around 6.30. And luckily we were able to start the wedding a little early, maybe I think it was either 7.15 or 7.20. And then right after the ceremony, as we were walking out, Magic Kingdom's fireworks had just started. So our planner quickly grabbed us, grabbed our photographers and our videographers and like sprinted over to, I think it's called Picture Point. Um, So we were able to grab some photos over there, totally unplanned. Um, And then after that, everyone jumped into, all the guests were in the buses and then we took the limo over. Um, I believe cocktail hour started in Italy, probably around 840. And then the reception right after the fireworks, probably around 10, 10, 15. And then the reception ended right around two. Got it. I know one thing that people are sometimes concerned about with American Adventure Rotunda is the late start time and the late time mm-hmm. to eat dinner. How did you find that worked, especially with your guests? Did anybody complain about it? I mean, nobody really complained. Like they were all joking, like, oh, I'm going to need to take a nap before this. We definitely warned everybody. We we put it like on our little welcome kits and on our website. But surprisingly, a lot of people stuck it out. I mean, we did have some of the older guests um, head out a little earlier, but we were surprised about how many people actually stayed. I don't think I've ever seen my family party that late <laughs> into the night. But it was awesome. Yeah. Everyone that stayed until two was upset that it ended so early, according to them. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Mm -hmm. So when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget? Definitely hands down photography, video and food. Um, Definitely the most important photography, probably my number one. Um, I think after the day's over, right, you're only going to have your photos and your videos to remember the night by. So that was my hands down my number one and something that I didn't want to kind of skimp on. And then food was also a huge aspect of the entire weekend. I'm sure and I know we had more food than we needed, but we just loved giving our guests options. So to us, we can never you can never have too much food. (laughs) (laughs) And then were there any aspects that were less important where you saved your money or just your effort? Um, I think the one thing that didn't really stress us too much was the venue decoration and the floral. 
like I said earlier, like Wedding Pavilion, American Adventure, they're both stunning on their own. Um, So I knew we didn't really need to do too much. And then I guess lucky for us, like since American Adventure in December is already decorated for the holidays, we had that holiday garland already up in American Adventure. So we always kind of joke that Disney kind of threw in some free decoration for us, even though we know it's for the entire park. But um, I think, yeah, we just wanted to keep like that warm, wintry holiday theme. And we were pretty much, we could easily do that with just keeping things to a minimum. So it was great. Got it. What ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? Other than the wedding itself, I I mean, I'm going to have to say Voices of Liberty. I'm still blown away that my husband and Disney pulled it off. It was a crazy surprise. Uh, I still get chills every time I watch the videos or look at the pictures. And then I guess other than that, just seeing everybody have fun the entire night. Um, Yeah, like we mentioned, we were worried that like the 2 a.m. ending would be really hard for people, but people stuck it out. So I think everyone needed to celebrate after the last couple years. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Uh Now, did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? Not really. Um, Yeah, honestly, not too much. There was a few small issues that I think we created ourselves, like We forgot to grab things from the room before we left to go take pictures and little stuff like that, that someone had to go like run back and get, but nothing. That was all stuff that we, that we did ourselves. Um, overall the day went really smooth. Um, oh, I guess the only thing I, not really that it didn't go as expected. Um, but when the cake was served, we also had asked for like the Mickey waffles, ice cream, and like the Mickey novelty bars. And they were there. They were definitely served and some of our guests had them. But I think a lot of our guests didn't realize that they were there. My husband and I didn't even have a chance to get some. I think everybody was just so caught up in the night and dancing and everything that he and I just completely forgot to even look for them. So I think if if there was anything I could do over (laughs) to make sure everyone knows about the desserts. That's a good point. Maybe the DJ makes an announcement about the waffle station or whatever. Right, that's true. Yeah, we none of definitely didn't even think about it. So it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> and then, was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand, or you were worried about, and then it turned out not to be? Pretty much, I guess the COVID restrictions were, would be the biggest thing for us. So we weren't able to have photos while getting ready, like in our hotel rooms, um, just due to the waiver that Disney makes the photographer sign, um, in the waiver, it says that they're not allowed to go in. Um, so that was kind of a bummer for us, but luckily I guess like the mask requirement for private events was lifted pretty much, I think a few weeks before our wedding. So that was a nice little plus for us. We did provide masks to all of our guests that wanted them, but it was definitely nice to make, to not have my husband and I in masks during our entire reception. Um, I think we didn't really want to remember the wedding with, with everyone wearing masks. And then I guess masks were still required during the character photos, which was definitely frustrating, but we get it. We understand. We knew that going in. So it was definitely still worth it. Got it. And is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? Somehow make our events a little longer. I mean, <laughs> um, I don't honestly, I don't think there was anything that we would really change. We talked about it after. And there's really nothing. We keep joking that now we're going to need to do a five-year vow renewal um, and have everyone come back down. (laughs) (laughs) This is not a joke. (laughs) Right. (laughs) We should do this. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. 
So then, do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney couples? I guess for your wedding day, I know everyone says it. Everyone told me leading up to the wedding, try to take it all in. Don't try to rush everything. Enjoy every minute. And don't forget to eat. I know everyone told me, everyone joked with me. Um, luckily we had friends and even like the Disney assistants were constantly handing us food during the welcome party and the wedding. Uh, so that was perfect. And then I guess during the planning experience, have patience, especially going through the whole entire process with Disney. Definitely know it's easier said than done, but it's definitely not like planning a wedding anywhere else. We definitely had a great experience leading up to the pandemic and everything before uh, we had to reschedule. And then there were, I mean, a couple bumps in the road while everything got back up and running, but we did end up having a great planner, a great planning experience in the end. Our planner, all of the day of assistance, everybody, they were on top of everything at every event. So definitely couldn't have asked for a better day and they definitely helped make it perfect. So just bring a little patience and everything will come together in the end. <laughs> That's great advice. Well, Jennifer, I think you've offered a lot of great tips and advice for anyone who's interested in planning a wedding or a vow renewal at Walt Disney World, and I appreciate your taking the time. Oh, thank you for having me. It was great to talk about it. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. Past shows and tons of photos for each episode are available on my website, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com, or listen in your favorite podcast app. And for instant answers to all your Walt Disney World wedding questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at FairyTaleWeddingsGuide.com. <laughs>